Hi, this is Megan Cloherty, investigative reporter for WTOP News. If you like top news from WTOP, we think you'll love our new podcast called the DMV Download, where we take a more in-depth look at the biggest local stories of the day happening in our area. We hope you check it out. An annual tradition for me. I'm Nick Ainelli. In 10 minutes, the latest on the January 6th committee and a preview of a big trial related to that day. The Dow dropped almost 500 points today. The Nats and Marlins in action tonight. Frank Hanrahan will have an update in sports. WTOP News Time. It's now 9 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by NHTSA. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago, Florida's governor declares a... CBS meteorologist David Parkinson says it could become a full-fledged hurricane when it bears down on Florida midweek. As this storm continues to intensify over the next several days, it will first make its way over the Cayman Islands, then it will make its way over portions of Cuba, and then it will take a turn and head for Florida. Hurricane Fiona is once again a Category 4 storm moving toward eastern Canada. A Kremlin-backed referendum takes place across Russian-occupied regions in Ukraine in an attempt to make them part of Russia. CBS's Jerika Duncan. The so-called election is illegal under international law. Well, this afternoon, President Biden called the referendums a sham and said Washington will never recognize Ukrainian territory as anything other than part of Ukraine. The Iranian government is cracking down on demonstrators after deadly mass protests over the death of a woman while in police custody. More from CBS's Rami Innocencio. Women defiantly taking off their head coverings, breaking Islamic law. Some going further, burning their hijabs in protest, even cutting their hair. These anti-government protests were sparked by the death of 22-year-old Mahsa Amini. Iran's so-called morality police arrested her for wearing an improper hijab and claimed she suffered a heart attack while in detention. Her family believes she was beaten to death. The first ballots have been cast in this fall's crucial U.S. elections. More from CBS's Jim Crisula. In-person voting for the midterm elections has started in Minnesota, South Dakota, Virginia, and Wyoming. In-person voting starts Saturday in New Jersey. North Carolina started mailing out absentee ballots September 9th. The voting landscape has changed since the pandemic drove a shift to mail balloting in the 2020 presidential contest. A second grader is removed from school after her parents question a homework assignment. The parents of eight-year-old Mackenzie Dunham were caught off guard by their second grade daughter's most unusual homework assignment. She needed to do her reading homework in the bathtub. I'd send a picture of her doing it. A picture in the bathtub did not sit well with either her father Christopher or mother Misty. A bathtub is not appropriate for a child to take a picture. The school, the Victory Christian Academy, said the child should be in pajamas or school uniform. Uniform. The parents still said no. The academy has now removed Mackenzie from the school. Steve Futterman, CBS News. This is CBS News. Never miss a moment. Top news from WTOP 24-7, 365. Listen on air, on Alexa, and on the WTOP app. 3, Friday, September 23rd, 2022, 59 degrees going down to the 40s in the suburbs, 50s in the district. Good evening, I'm Ann Kramer. The top local stories we are following this hour. 
Campaign 2022 here on WTOP. A change in how votes in Maryland's midterm election are counted. A judge is allowing mail-in votes to be counted as they come in instead of waiting until the day after the election, which in recent elections has slowed down knowing the results, sometimes by weeks. Montgomery County Judge James Bonifant, in agreeing to this change and granting the Board of Elections request, said if he didn't approve this, mandatory deadlines will be missed. This change is only for this election in November, and even though the mail-in votes can be counted early, the results of those votes will not be made public until after the polls close on election night. Mail-in ballots can start to be received in Maryland October 1st. In Rockville, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. And we have reaction tonight to that decision from a local lawmaker who pushed for the change. Maryland State Senator Cheryl Kagan sponsored a bill to allow elections boards to start counting mail-in ballots as they're received. But that bill was vetoed by Governor Larry Hogan, who at the time expressed concern about security. Kagan said the change was needed to get votes counted in a timely manner. If there's need for a recount, we want to make sure we have lots of time before the date by which people need to be sworn in to start their work representing the people. Hogan applauded the judge's decision that allows for the early canvas of mail-in ballots. The State Board of Elections has projected as many as one million mail-in ballots could be requested for the upcoming election. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. Meantime, the campaign for Dan Cox, the Republican running for governor, did not immediately comment after the decision today. Over to Virginia now, where people are already casting their ballots in early voting across that state. The midterm elections aren't until November 8th, but Virginians are voting now. Frank Anderson was first in line this morning at the Fairfax County Government Center. It's kind of an annual tradition for me. I like to be among the first voters in the county. Why is he so passionate? At one time, he lost his right to vote. I had a felony conviction and uh, um, got my rights restored by a former Governor McDonald back in 2010. Not only is today the start of in-person voting, it's also when absentee ballots start to be mailed out to voters who applied for one. In Fairfax County, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Early voting in Maryland starts October 27th, October 31st in the district. People can move around freely tonight at the Bailey's Crossroads area of Fairfax County. Roads were closed for more than five hours as police investigating a shooting earlier. Lifting the lockdown, Lieutenant Daniel Spital of Fairfax County Police says the gunfire that shattered glass and hit two cars at the Starbucks here on Leesburg Pike at South 7th Street was not from a high-powered rifle. What we went with was original information uh, from witnesses that believed that it came from across the street in that high-rise building. Spital says now that the forensics team has examined the seen and evidence. We're confident that those are pistol rounds. Again, no longer believe that they're from a position of elevation, uh, which uh, changes the course of the investigation. Police do want to hear from anybody, though, who might have seen anything related to the shooting before noon Friday. At Bailey's Crossroads, Christy King, WTOP News. It's 9.06. Hi, I'm Katie DePaula for Long Baths. My great-grandfather founded the Long Legacy over seven decades ago with reliability, value, and quality in mind. Long Baths can change the look of your old bathroom in as little as one day with a beautiful custom-made tub or shower. The possibilities are endless. Expert installation to easy financing, Long does it all. Arrange a free estimate today at longbaths.com. Here's a highlight from Lakshmi Ashok, the vice president of enterprise service management at Lidos, on Federal News Network's Cloud Exchange webinar presented by Lidos. We've got to carefully balance flexibility and ease of use with security. Mm -hmm. So you've got to make sure that what you have in the catalog has good guardrails. 
uh, placed on it in terms of compliance. Listen to the entire discussion on Federal News Network. Search Cloud Exchange. Your mission success depends on the security of your information. At Lidos, our scalable and high-speed full-spectrum cyber is that bedrock of security. We operate three of the four largest security operations centers for the federal government, applying decades of insights to deliver rapid, secure, and scalable cyber solutions for agencies of every size. When the mission is what matters most, Lidos delivers full-spectrum cybersecurity at scale and at speed. LEIDOS.com slash secure. 908. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. on the 8s over to Ridge Hunter in the traffic center. All right, slow spot remains in Virginia on 95. Northbound near 644 in Springfield, a broken down truck along the right side, stay left to get by. Southbound side, brief delay across the Occoquan, the crash near 123 at last check, still on the left shoulder. The through lanes are open, but it's a narrow left shoulder. A lot of folks are moving out of the left lane, and that's causing a little bit of a slowdown. Uh, work zone setting up now on Route 7, westbound beginning uh, before the Beltway in Falls Church near McGarity Road. And that's going to extend toward Fashion Boulevard, the main entrance to Tyson's Corner Center. And there you should be down to a single lane. Have not heard of it single file left or single file right tonight. But the paving is ongoing. Be aware, 7 eastbound for now without issue. Beltway cleared out. Inner and loop between uh, McLean and Alexandria. Maryland Beltway through Montgomery and Prince George's County is finally clearing out there as well. A better trip on 270 north and south between the Beltway and Frederick. Uh, no issues as of late on I-95 between the two Beltways. And any incidents we had in the travel portion on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Out of the roadway, but we still have a couple of slowdowns north and southbound, essentially between uh, Greenbelt and uh, Beltsville. A better up north of Laurel headed toward 32 and into uh, Anne Arundel County. Uh, no incidents as of late up there. Earlier crash southbound just south of 32 completely wrapped up and cleared. If you're traveling to or from the eastern shore, uh, for now, uh, you've got two lanes available in each direction. They do have the left lane closed on the westbound side, waiting to see if they're going to set up any kind of a works. And they usually don't on Friday nights, but again, we'll keep an eye on it. For now, no delays reported in either direction. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Now the forecast from Storm Team 4, meteorologist Amelia Draper. Breezy winds from today have subsided, and this, coupled with dry air, will allow temperatures to plummet tonight into the 40s for overnight lows. The coldest air we've had in our region for quite some time, with clear skies throughout most of the day. Tomorrow, few clouds, especially later. It will be a cold start with a beautiful afternoon. Temperatures warm into the upper 60s to mid-70s. We continue to warm on Sunday with highs near 80 and some scattered showers and thunderstorms, mainly later in the day. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. It's 52 degrees in Rockville right now. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. It's 9-11. There hasn't been a public hearing by the House Committee investigating the Capitol riots in several weeks. But that's all changing this Wednesday afternoon at 1 o'clock when the January 6th Committee reconvenes to present more evidence it has collected. CBS News Congressional Correspondent Scott McFarland joined us earlier tonight. The committee has said they've been working behind the scenes through the summer, you know, continuing their investigation, depositions, collecting more paper. This is a committee that's already done hundreds of depositions and collected tens of thousands of pieces of paper. The chairman of the committee says it's likely all nine members or many of the nine members will make part of a presentation. And that's noteworthy because we don't see a witness list. It's possible they're just going to be showing 
more of their work, showing more of their findings versus having witnesses there and querying them and trying to elicit new answers. And it won't be the last hearing, right, Scott, with this entire process? It's hard to know. This committee keeps moving the goalposts on us. It's possible, but it's not certain. And you'll recall this summer, they sprung a last-minute hearing that wasn't expected when Cassidy Hutchinson had agreed to testify. The committee has also said they have a written report coming after the hearings, which is kind of their definitive report. Actually, the law through which this committee was created requires a written final report. That'll likely happen early December. We also learned earlier this week that Jenny Thomas will reportedly speak with the committee. How big of a deal is that? The committee chairman, when asked what he hopes to hear from Jenny Thomas, he said, quote, everything she knows. The committee has been unambiguous about this. They've had an interest in speaking with the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas for quite some time now, um, including about text messages she sent to former Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, uh, urging a fight against the results of the 2020 election or to pick up an effort to challenge the results of the 2020 election. Her defense lawyer tells us that Jenny Thomas has agreed to a voluntary interview. It's worth underscoring. There was no subpoena here. This is something Jenny Thomas is doing voluntarily. But time's running short. They don't expect to have that interview before Wednesday's hearing. And this committee expires at the end of this calendar year. Scott, the criminal trials from the Capitol riot attacks are continuing, and another big one starts on Tuesday. What are we expecting there? That's the Oath Keepers Seditious Conspiracy case, the top-line, highest-level case so far, including that of Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes. Trials Tuesday morning, jury selection here at the federal court near Capitol Hill. Um, we expect, based on what we heard in court this week during the pretrial hearings, and some of these defendants, if not most of these, are going to argue about the Insurrection Act, the possibility, at least in their minds, that the former president would invoke the Insurrection Act, therefore laying the groundwork for what they're accused of doing. And what they're accused of doing is striking, coming to Washington, D.C., prepared for possible action and staging firearms at a hotel in Boston, Virginia, outside the city limits. This is going to be a spectacle and possibly a month-long trial. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland on Skype, 914. If you own or operate a building or facility, or if you're a general contractor that is located or operates in the D.C. area, there's no doubt that it is important for you to have the best trained and most qualified people working for you. And it is a well-known fact that the members of Steamfitters UA Local 602 and the over 200 companies that we work for provide the highest level of HVAC, mechanical, and specialty piping services to the various customers we serve. So if you are in the need of hiring a company to install, retrofit, service, repair, or maintain your heating and air conditioning, refrigeration and cold storage, lab gas and medical gas systems, and the related equipment, components, and piping, the best choice for you is a company that employs the members of Steamfitters UA Local 602. For more information about the services we provide and for a list of companies you can hire, please visit steamfitters-602.org. That's steamfitters-602.org. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 9-15, over to Frank Hanrahan. Okay, the Nationals uh, still trailing the Marlins 5-2. Bottom of the eighth from Miami. They were down 5-1, but Joey Manessis with an RBI double in the uh, top half. Cut the lead to three, but they still trail. 5-2, bottom eight from Miami. Lane Thomas led off the game with a home run for the Nationals. Josiah Gray, three strikeouts for the Nats. 
gave up four earned runs. He is in line to take the L if this holds up. So they're down to their last uh, three outs, although the Marlins still have runners uh, actually at second and two down in the bottom of the eighth. Orioles lead the Astros now two to nothing. Bottom seven at Oriole Park. Houston's going for win 100 of the season, but the Orioles have other ideas. College football right now. Virginia's uh, trimmed that lead to... Uh, 16-7 at Syracuse. So you play this one in the uh, third quarter. Wahoo's got off to a slow start, but making things interesting as it is now 16-7 in the third quarter. Commander's a six-and-a-half point underdog and home to the Eagles on Sunday. It's 1 o'clock at FedEx Field. Eagles have looked good at 2-0. and Washington coming off a slow start loss to Detroit last Sunday. Again, the uh, divisional Matchup is Sunday, 1 o'clock from FedEx Field. So long to Roger Federer, his final tennis match over at the uh, Labor Cup. 20 grand slams. The guy was just an unbelievable um, ambassador to the game. Won so many uh, tournaments, so many championships. But he is saying goodbye as he played his final match at the uh, Labor Cup in uh, London earlier today. Frank Handran, WTOP Sports. The top stories are falling for you tonight on WTOP. A Maryland judge has ruled that elections officials can start counting mail-in ballots as soon as October 1st. However, no results will be revealed until polls close on election night. The governor supports the decision. An autopsy shows a black man from Colorado died after he was injected with too much sedative and restrained by police outside of Denver. 23-year-old Elijah McLean died back in 2019. Three police officers and two paramedics are facing charges in his death. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. 917, whodunits are popular again with knives out and only murders in the building. The new movie See How They Run is part murder mystery and part genre spoof. So what does our entertainment editor Jason Fraley think? In 1953 London at the 100th performance of Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap, a Hollywood director Adrian Brody is killed backstage at the theater. It's as good as a confession. It's not jumpsy conclusions, Constable. Sam Rockwell drinks away his sorrows as veteran inspector Stoppard, while Saoirse Ronan plays the bright-eyed novice sidekick Constable Stalker, tracking down suspects in flashy split screens. The script is best when it embraces Mel Brooks or Monty Python spoof comedy, mocking the concept of flashback and title cards reading three months later. It grows tedious when it becomes just a regular whodunit with enough red herrings, but a reveal that's more amusing than shocking. I'm WTOP film critic Jason Fraley giving See How They Run three out of five stars. 918. Traffic and weather on the eights. Back over to Rich Hunter in the traffic center. All right, heavy volume right now is northbound 95, headed north of the Fairfax County Parkway up towards 644, where the broken down truck remains along the right side. Uh, once you clear that, better getting up to the Beltway. 395 North looks good between the Beltway and the 14th Street Bridge and even headed into downtown toward the southwest waterfront. Delays have eased there as well. Uh, still a minor crash southbound on 95 near 123. That remains on the left shoulder, but folks aren't really paying that close attention to it anymore. Uh, tow truck's on the scene there, so hopefully that'll be moving along pretty soon. Now, if you're traveling on 66 for now, between Haymarket and Roslyn, nothing reported in either direction. 7 westbound, headed into Tyson's from Falls Church between McGarity Road and Fashion Boulevard. Should be down to a single lane past the paving project in its uh, initial stages there, so be careful. Over in the city of Fairfax, there's an event that has University Boulevard closed between Main Street and North Street in downtown Fairfax. Again, police were redirecting folks there as a result. If you're traveling on the George Washington Parkway, better ride as well. Maryland, uh, finally improving on both sides of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway between the uh, two beltways. Inside the Beltway, everything's been cleared out for a while. 
Uh, 95 looks good between the two beltways. No issues on 270 north and south as of late. If you're headed out toward the eastern shore again, uh, only a lane closed on the westbound spin. You've got two lanes getting by in each direction. And for now, no big delays at the Bay Bridge. So good news for folks headed to or coming back. From the Eastern Shore, Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Now the forecast for the weekend from Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. Low temperatures tonight in the 40s with light winds compared to today and clear skies. For tomorrow, mostly to partly sunny and nice afternoon with highs in the upper 60s to mid-70s. Partly to mostly cloudy on Sunday with some scattered showers and thunderstorms around mainly later in the day. Temperatures warm to near 80. For Monday, breezy with highs in the 70s and a mix of clouds and sunshine. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Amelia Draper. In Manassas right now at 60 degrees, 62 at Metro Center, 55 degrees in Frederick, 58 degrees here in Friendship Heights. Brought to you by Lund the Plumber, trusted same-day service seven days a week. Coming up on WTOP, we are learning more tonight about a draft policy to consider sexually explicit content in a Virginia school system. It's 920. Here's Clarice Grove, the small business development manager for Prince William County Economic Development, on the discussion, Creating Opportunities for SMBs and Startups to Thrive in Northern Virginia, sponsored by Prince William County Economic Development. We're here to make sure that they feel empowered as a business owner. They have subject matter experts to talk to and say, hey, could you look at my business plan? Or is this really the industry that I want to get into? Or am I going to have the customers that I hope to have? Listen to the entire discussion on WTOP.com. Search Small Business September. 45% of new businesses fail within the first five years. That's a statistic that business leaders in Prince William County want to change in their community. The small business team at Prince William County Economic Development is on a mission to educate and empower one of the fastest growing business networks in Virginia. Visit pwcded.org slash small business to schedule a complimentary one-on-one -on -one meeting and learn how you can take your business beyond in Prince William County. The emotional and physical pain from missing or broken teeth is real. Find your smile again at the Cascade Center for Dental Health in Sterling with Cascades One, our revolutionary full mouth implant system. Only with Cascades One can you get one doctor, one office, one price. And in as little as one day, you can get one custom smile that looks, feels, and functions just like healthy, natural teeth. Learn more at CascadesOne.com or call 866-25-SLEEP. Transparency and trust makes buying a car Fitzgerald Subaru Gaithersburg in Rockville a great experience. It all begins with a low price in writing posted on the window of every car. There's no haggling to get the low price or to know the monthly payment. It's all right there on the window. No haggle, no hassle. Fitzgerald Subaru in Gaithersburg and Rockville. Call 888-FITZMALL today. Transparency you can trust. That's the Fitz way. There's just no better way to go. I didn't think that I would be here today with two children. I would want other women to know that GW is a place where no matter what type of pregnancy you're having, you're going to get great care. They have the best doctors. I am so grateful for the pregnancy care I received at GW Hospital. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. WTOP News. 923, the Loudoun County School Board is weighing a new draft of a policy that works to fall in line with new guidance from Virginia's Board of Education regarding sexually explicit content. 
Now, if it's approved, the new policy would require schools to notify parents about any sexually explicit material found in any materials used by students. The policy is based on the state's new guidance, but one big difference is that the censorship of books can't be just based on the sexual orientation or identity of characters inside. The Loudoun County School Board is expected to have additional meetings and public hearings in the coming months before that policy is put in place. A local self-taught chef with some mad skills in the kitchen is getting a lot of followers online. Chef Boyd Brown III knows his way around a kitchen. I've always been able to, to cook. He really began to learn the craft of cooking after one of his college friends realized he didn't know how to barbecue. I didn't know what I was doing, and so um, my teammates made fun of me. Now, with thousands of followers, this TikTok chef is showing off his omelet sandwich and jumbo lump crab melt. I've been approached uh, for having my recipes on different restaurants. Menus. His ebook will be released next week, and he hopes to eventually open a restaurant here in the DMV. A reminder, he says, to bet on yourself. You can't be a quitter, and you have to be focused and dedicated. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Keeping with our food theme, if you love them, you know it's pawpaw season around here. And if you didn't know that, or if you've ever never seen a pawpaw, there's a good reason for that, too. People often ask, how come I don't see this in the grocery store, and how come I've never heard of it before? Elisa Lane, the owner of Two Boots Farm in Carroll County. Growing pawpaws commercially is very labor-intensive. If the pawpaw comes off the tree too soon and may never ripen. We go out during pawpaw season every single day and we touch every single pawpaw to see if it's ripe. Once it's picked, there's only a few days before it's ready to be eaten. We would like wait for it to be pretty squishy, just like an avocado would be. She says that's why you see pawpaws at farmer's markets, but not supermarkets. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. Money news at 25 and 55. Here's Larry Kofsky. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. A painful week on Wall Street ended with a painful day as investors worried about a recession caused by higher interest rates. Dow Industrials fell 486. The S&P dropped 65. The Nasdaq lost 199. Rising mortgage rates aren't stopping some homeowners from taking cash out of their homes. Analysts at Black Knight say 86% of refinancings in July saw borrowers paying a higher interest rate, the biggest share on record. Turkey prices are breaking records, and that won't change by Thanksgiving. Last spring's avian flu outbreak that killed over 40 million birds is resurging, and experts say wild birds could spread the virus further as they fly south for the winter. Look out, guitar hero, here comes trombone champ. The music game has racked up tens of millions of social media views just a week after its release. PC Gamer says it's a serious contender for Game of the Year. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Coming up after traffic and weather, new information tonight about the counting of ballots in Maryland's midterm elections, 926. The executive order on cybersecurity is a big step towards securing our nation through zero trust. It starts with identity, and Okta leads the way with a modern FedRAMP authorized identity cloud that supports NIST, CISA, and other zero trust standards. Okta centralizes identity and access, delivers strong multi-factor authentication, and integrates all your technologies with a vendor-neutral approach. Learn more at okta.com forward slash fedzerotrust. That's okta.com slash fedzero.